Welcome guys to Radio Alma. This is our second episode of uh, January. This should be out l probably um, last week of, uh, of January, something like that. Uh, I'm here. My name is Flash Ranger. I am with Steph. We are both hosting this uh, amazing interview with two special guests. Uh, but the interview will be focusing on more than just a game mode. It'll be uh, not, sorry, uh, on more than uh, um, a guest. It'll be uh, on a game mode. And um, we'll be into interviewing someone from Bohemia. I'll leave you, Steph, to uh, please introduce uh, both of our guests and talk about the subject of this week. Absolutely. So the first guy goes under the name Jezero, or Jez for short, because that's a lot cooler than, you know, any of the other names that people come up with for me. Um, so Jezero, would you like to introduce yourself and, and let us know what you do in the, in the uh, Bohemia community? Yeah, hello everyone. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Josef Zemanek. Uh, I go by the nickname of Yejuro or Jess in English for short, which, as you've rightly pointed out, is much shorter and sweeter. Uh, I work at Bohemia Interactive as a senior scripter. I've been working for the company since uh, 2007, I think, so about 12 years almost. And uh, yeah, I'm the author of Warlords and I'm happy to be here with you guys. Welcome. Yeah, man, absolutely welcome. Um, and I've also brought Cyrus along with his two-minute tutorial videos. I was uh, enchanted with the beautiful Aussie uh, accent as well as um, just easy, basic um, tutorials. Uh, is there anything you want to do to introduce yourself, dude? Um, well, not not really. You've sort of covered me completely, but um, I'm I'm Cyrus, a small-time YouTuber, really small-time, um, but. Uh, I've got into doing some tutorial videos on YouTube, and yeah, I'm pretty interested in the, the coding side of Armour, so I should, I'll be interested to have a chat with Jez about Warlords today. Awesome, man. Hey, look, thanks a lot for coming along. Hey, uh, just to get started, um, and this will go for both of you, um, we've, we've covered the who are yous, but how did you guys get into Armour? Well, should I start? Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a pretty long story, so I will keep it short. But uh, basically, it was around the year 2001. So basically, shortly after the release of Operation Flashpoint or Arma Cold War Crisis, as it's called today. Uh, I think it was my brother-in-law who initially showed me the game and, you know, I was basically blown away, blown away right from the start because at first it was a completely different game from anything I've ever played before 
and then also it was fully localized in Czech, which wasn't usual <laughs> for for the AAA games at that time at all. But since it was made by a Czech studio, you know, even the architecture of the buildings uh, on the maps was heavily influenced by Czech architecture. So uh, you had the feeling that the war could be happening, you know, basically in your backyard or somewhere in the next village from where you've lived. So uh, that for me as a like 14 year old guy that was absolutely captivating. That's amazing because um, I've always been uh, uh, asking myself where did that inspiration for the uh, for the buildings for the environment uh, came from. Yeah, mostly the the old derelict buildings, you know, on Kolgujev and also on Everon as well. Malden, on the other hand, you know, with the I mean the trees and the bushes, that's more like a Mediterranean Mediterranean setting. But Everon and Kolgujev, that's pretty much Czech Republic, if I remember correctly, though. Uh, okay, right. So basically, after I finished uh, the campaign about 20 times. Uh, I started paying attention to editing and creating my own missions and just short scenarios. And uh, there was a quite uh, quite strong modding community. Well, we didn't call it modding community back then. Just a couple of guys young hang hanging out on these forums. And then I met uh, Karel Moritsky and a lot of other guys that at one point either used to work for Bohemia or are working for Bohemia currently but but back then it was just a couple of guys you know making missions for each other to play and review and uh, just give each other hints at how to do it and uh, in 2007 Karel Moritsky the author of Zeus uh, amongst other things uh, just wrote me a line and said, hey, do you want to go work for Bohemia? And I was like, oh, okay, okay. So since then I was uh, part of the company and yeah, that was it basically. That was my, my introduction and start to the series. Ah, nice. So basically you, you came in into which game at, at what time? Was it uh, what yeah, year was that? In you 2007, said? that would be Seven. shortly after the release of Arma 1. So I started okay. working on Arma 2 uh, pretty early in development. Okay, right. Wow, so you've been there quite a while now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. you could say that, yeah. Okay, so um, Cyrus, Cyrus, your turn. Mm. All right, well. Uh, I'll, I'll admit something embarrassing. I, I was one of those DayZ kits that uh, came in when the DayZ mod got popular. Nothing, uh. nothing is is uh, embarrassing, dude. We all started at one point of the game, at one uh, one game in the series. It's all all natural, so no no worries mm. about that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I jumped in on DayZ, um, and then after I got bored of that, I started playing some of the the actual. Armor, Armor 2 game modes, um, I think I played Wasteland for way too many hours <laughs> uh, back in the day. Yep. Uh, and yeah, once Armor 3 came out in Alpha, I sort of jumped into that, started learning how to edit. And yeah, from there, I've sort of joined various Milsim groups over the years and been making missions on and off since since then. Okay, that's awesome. Hmm. Um, what are you, are you still good with the, any of the Milsim groups? 
Um, I mean, look, I, I could probably waltz into any of the ones I've been in before and say, hey, can I come and play tonight? But um, I, I, sort of, I sort of got tired of it. I found it's a very political sort of community, and I, I, got, I got tired of it. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like whatever the country we're talking about, it's always the same. In France, well, it's the same thing. It's always very political. The, the clans are always, you know, putting out fights for, like, nothing it's always <laughs> exactly yeah mm. i mean look everyone's got a different way to play armor and i think that's where a lot of it comes from People exactly different things out of it yeah okay cool well um i think we're going to shift back to the main uh objective of this um of this um interview which was the warlords uh game mode uh that was introduced uh a few weeks nearly a few months ago um by bohemia um i think originally it was a um a just a game mode you had posted to uh the workshop is that uh is that it uh jazz yeah, yeah correct well actually I started working on it thinking, you know, that we could eventually release it, but uh, it was an unfortunate timing because we were working on a lot of other projects and stuff and the schedule just didn't allow for another game mode to be released officially uh, back when I first, you know, finished the first draft because uh, the company, well, at least the, the playable content department at that time was working on Endgame. So having suddenly two pretty large-scale multiplayer modes, you know, in the making wasn't such a good idea back yeah, then. Yeah, conflicts in the projects, okay. Yeah, priorities, you know. So, uh, but because it was a personal project of mine, I, I, I said to myself, look, you can either scrap it completely or simply release it on the workshop. Maybe someone will play it, you know. Uh, and it turned out that was the right decision because after a couple of years you know, uh, the leads in Bohemia or the people that mattered at the moment, basically. So that it, the mode wasn't doing bad at all. And it was decided that it would be nice if we as a company could introduce Warlords to the broad audience because, you know, we haven't had any type of CTI or Warfare mode for Arma 3 at that time. So it was decided that we would release it offici officially and ultimately we did which i'm grateful for and happy about okay so um that brings me to the next question is um how much time have you spent on warlords um on both both sides uh the first side is development and the second side would be playing the the actual game uh, how how long have you both been um creating shit or or um being active in in a game uh playing warlords um well although i do have a time tracker you know for that task in the, in the company system that doesn't record record all of it because of course i was working on it on my spare time as well but i think you could easily say it was you know thousands of hours probably well not many thousands but i think you would get to thousands or two hours of of uh clear time either working on it directly coding or playing the game 
<laughs> Steph, nice. for for having been uh, coding for a long time, and I'm I'm sure Cyrus, you'll be agreeing with me. A thousand hours is already a lot. Absolutely, man. I yeah. mean, I'm I'm one of the the weakest links with I don't know three and a half thousand hours on armor, and uh, it's some people have some killer hours. <laughs> So a whole thousand of them dedicated to uh, coding one coding and playing your game mode is is pretty pretty impressive. Okay, cool. And um, and you, Cyrus, you've been probably more playing the game mode than than probably coding it, of sure, of course. But how mm. long have you been? Uh, uh, probably since the beginning, I guess, since the release. Uh, yeah, since it was released publicly, I, I picked it up probably. Oh, well, it would have only been a few weeks before it was released uh, when it was um, announced on the Community Spotlight. I sort of picked up the mod there and had a little play around with it. Um, I think back then it was uh, it was all using map menus to, to get all of the, the supplies in and stuff. Yeah, yeah um, that's true. Which was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. I, I, I'd never actually seen that done before, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we played that for a few hours and then um, put it down. And uh, since it's come out, I've used it to pop together a bunch of uh, little missions for my little friend group. Um, I, th I think it's real good, um, just because it's a real simple system to pop all of it down and um, make a mission really quickly. I think um, if, if you're paying attention to my YouTube channel, I uploaded a video where I basically just popped a full mission together in like 10 minutes. That's, that's all the beauty of the of the game mode. We'll talk about mm. it more in uh, in in uh, a close future in the in the interview. Uh, Steph, I'll leave you to roll in with the next question. Uh, yeah, who's your team? Who who do you jam with? Is it just you? Is it is there anyone you else? Mean, that... You mean you mean on warlords or yes, in general? Just just on warlords, yeah. Well, on warlords, it was basically just me, you know. Um, if I if I don't count you know the the audio department which was responsible for the wonderful announcer voiceover. Oh or yeah, that's super sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree. Or the uh, or the two D artist you know who who has done the um, the art for the request menu. Apart from the assets, you know, I mean like the fast travel and funds transfer two D art. Uh, and yeah. of course, and of course, our great uh, QA team, without which I think it would be quite a mess upon the release. So I have to give a shout out to those guys, and they are always so enthusiastic about playing the mode, you know. So yeah, QA, that's the MVP of Warlords. But uh, uh, code side and like design side, even the UI, you know, that was pretty much all written by myself, yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. So you're a walker and a talker. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I try to be. Yes. That's awesome. That's really cool to to find in this world. So that's awesome, man. Cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So uh, we've got here. How did you come up with it as a concept? Was there any inspiration for it? Uh, yeah, of course. I think people, you know, who have been a part of the community for a bit longer time. They will definitely be familiar with Warfare for Arma 2 uh, or CTI for Flashpoint and Benny's Warfare and BCTI and all these modes. Uh, I think they are the perfect way, you know, to showcase basically what Arma is capable of and 
in warfare for Arma One, we spent a lot of lot of time uh, while developing developing Arma Two. So I really love the idea that you are able to you know show basically the whole map in a single scenario in multiplayer environment, show off most if not all of the assets that or the gameplay features the game offers you know in a single scenario and uh, this this uh this model this this game type you know CTI this, that's according to me the perfect way to uh to show off arma in its greatest greatest strengths so i've always find it a bit sad that we haven't managed to bring any form of CTI uh, to Arma 3, so when the time allowed, you know, I said to myself, look, you know, you can do it, you know how to do it, and why don't you just do it yourself? And that's what, that's why I did it, you know, <laughs> to bring basically the the warfare and CTI experience I've had in, in the previous titles to mm. Arma 3 so other people the, can enjoy it. The only type of CTI I've been playing in, in Operation Flashpoint back in the game was um, was uh, CR CTI, uh, which had a base and everything, and it was it was a blast. Um, you don't have that in, in um, Warlords. It's basically more simple. It enables you to, uh, to play faster and to to um have less um less restraint you know than the old uh that old mode of cti from from operation flashpoint but one big thing that really struck me i i don't know if you remember because we were playing together on that uh big 40v40 event that we pushed out to uh, stress test the game mode um one thing that really struck me was the fact that you can uh, fully experience the combined arms that uh, Arma has been defending uh, since its its release. It's really full combined arms. You can like mm. pop a pop a uh, um, uh, a vehicle, whatever vehicle, a tank, uh, pop a um, uh, a helo, uh, go into combat on foot or into um, anything. Basically, you can just fully experience the game. Uh, and there's no limit. There's no restraint. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually what uh, one of the things that I've liked the most about the the CTI model. You know, uh, basically, Arma can do a lot of stuff, but you very very rarely see it. You know, all unfold in in one sitting. You know, you usually have some sort of you know infantry missions or missions with infantry where you play as a helicopter pilot or a, or a tank crew or something and i wanted to point out that you know arma can do all of this at at a time you know so it's only up to you if you if you like to fly or you like to drive or you just like to you know crawl through the mud and and snipe people with a scope or something because all of this is allowed in the game and uh and this this you know mode i think offers basically like any playstyle you might want in the game. Mm. That brings me to the next question: Is how easy would Warlords be to play for new players? Um, how, um, like, is it is it an easy access game mode? Would would a new player be able to to just jump in the game and and uh, fully access the uh, the armor spirit and and be 
I don't know how to to say that better, but yeah, access to new players that would have either no experience in the game or just a few hours. Well, uh, I think as long as they you know learn the controls and know you know what to do when when they get in a tank or or a helicopter, I think the the UI and all the all the pop-ups tell you quite uh, clearly what to do in order to advance in the scenario. So in that in that way, I think yes. Uh, mm. I'm not sure, you know, if I would hop in directly to the 16 versus 16 servers online and and try try your luck there because let's face it, you know, people there uh, might be a bit harsh sometimes, especially to to players who don't fully understand what they are supposed to do or are just learning the ropes. But I think if they try it, uh, you know, locally with just AI or a friend or two, it's it's an excellent way, you know, to basically learn better how to play the game because they have all the all the uh, different stuff to try out. They have it at hand, you know. Mm, so that's if, that's if basically one better, thing. That's basically one thing we haven't um, said indeed, Steph, is that the uh, the game mode can be played solo with only AIs. The AIs do everything that a player could do in the game mode. That's amazing. Mm. I'll, 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 I'll jump in too and I'll just say um, our uh, my little server that I run Warlords on um, for my friend group, um, we've had a bunch of uh new players come in recently to come and learn how to play the game and we've actually found that because warlords uh is giving you access to more assets all the time it doesn't actually matter as much um if they don't know what they're doing in a tank because if they fuck it up and drive it off a cliff you can have another one in 15 20 minutes anyway so it's not a big yeah, deal true, to yeah. us mm. So yeah, I've, we've found definitely that it's really good for teaching new people how to how to play the game and sort of get a feel for how it all works without it being that like strict you must do this job kind of play that you see if you've got a someone in, get introduced into a milsim group or something like that. That's a, that's a really awesome way of going about it. What uh, what's your server called or how would people find you? Uh, oh well, if you if if you want to join in, uh, I leave it running all the time just with a warlord's uh, mission. It's uh, called Murder Hobo Express. Seems legit. That's so, a good name. Uh, mm. <laughs> uh, and we're we're running a, a modded version using RHS, so I'm sort of using that as a bit of a a test for my cost balancing on all the assets as well. Okay. So, okay. Mm. So. Where is the server hosted? Is it in Aussie or? Uh yes, it's uh, it's hosted by Streamline. Uh, okay, sorry, so, ba guys. Basically in, in for all, yeah, so basically for all, yeah. So basically for all the uh, Aussie people in the round, that's a good server. I wouldn't basically be able to because the ping would be too high. But uh, for all the players and communities that are listening to us right now from uh, from that area, that's probably one of the best place to go to play Armor. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, sweet. I might yeah. have to buy some more slots now. <laughs> we'll see what happens for sure. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll jump onto servers with quite high ping, um, and provided I'm still um, reasonably fluid, two or three hundred ping is is fine, fine to mm. muck around on, especially for a casual server. So yeah, no, that's that's awesome. By the way, I'd like to add 
add, if I may. Uh, you know, you've mentioned that uh, Warlords doesn't have the the base building and this other stuff, and this is basically one of the reasons why not, because I wanted people, you know, basically to play Arma and all that fiddly stuff around, you know, ranking or that you need to build some sort of building in order to be able to get in a car or tank or a helicopter. I think that's just, you know, for Warlords at least, I know it works well in other modes, but for Warlords it was just a metagaming which I didn't want to interrupt basically what I meant to be a as purest as possible are my experience you know of course you have the request menu you know that you can open but other than that it's just you know here is the tank hop in or here is a helicopter hop in that's and, it and it would, it would probably best, you know. it would probably be uh slowing down the game a lot and no i mean it's a good choice i guess um as you said it really works in other game modes but it's probably not compatible with with Warwatch. well said yeah, thank you. Okay, so um, I think you can go ahead, Steph, with the next question about Warlords. Well, since we're getting into that, um, how easy is it to code with Armor 3? And so Warlords in particular, uh, is it easy to get RHS on there, Cyrus? And um, are you planning on making it any easier, or is that not something that you're looking into, Jez? Well, in terms of popping it into um, the the game itself, um, it's it's not hard. It's just tedious because you need to go through and basically get every single class name for every item you want to be able to put into that requisition menu. Um, but I don't think there's an easy way to do that, to be honest. Um, in terms of actually coding it, super easy. You just need to copy the same class and change the names over and over again. Okay, cool. I, I Jezru, you you're probably going to be able to tell uh, more about this but uh, from what i've uh, experienced there's you've introduced modules into your your game mode so basically players without scripting experience or let's say very little would be able to uh, create a game mode and you showcased that by the way on the live stream bohemia had um the other week um well you basically you can just open your editor and uh set up modules on the map and uh in the end it ends up working yeah uh for a couple of years now you know we've tried to come up with uh ways for people who are not very experienced with the with editor or any scripting stuff to be able to build their own scenarios initially it was uh i don't know if any of you guys remember it but we I think even since Flashpoint, yeah, I think even in Flashpoint, there were some things called templates, uh, which were predefined scenario types where you were able to move some markers in the briefing screen, and then you know the scenario would uh, the scenario flow would be the same, but the um, the 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 location it took place on, that was you know. Uh, customizable by by yourself so even back then we started you know working around with this with this uh, accessibility let's say and uh, from I think Arma 2 we've started you know introducing modules which uh, even for us is an, it's an awesome way to work around in the editor uh, which actually 
modules, you know, do mostly all of the work uh, for you. So all you need to do is place them down on a locations where you want something to happen or want to have some asset or, or sector. Uh, set it up correctly, you know, link it and uh, yeah, the, it, you are good to go. So that was really an awesome way for us to to offer, you know, custom scenarios or their creation to a wider audience because you really can't expect, you know, all people to be familiar with all the ins and outs of the scripting language or, or the the editor. So, yeah, modules were godsend and uh, since Arma 2 basically, well, nearly everything I've ever done in Sandbox uh, was in the form of modules because I think it's an awesome way to uh, let people build their own stuff. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, um, all right. Anything, Cyrus? Oh, no, I was just going to say I completely agree. I think modules are great um, for, for learning. I mean, I, when I started off, I, they were basically all I used. Um, and then as you progress through your, your learning, you basically start moving away from them, I find, into writing your own scripts, which is basically how they work behind the scenes anyway. Cool. Hmm. Awesome. Uh, and do you have any plans to expand the Warlord modules or the functionality for the modders in the future? Or perhaps little add-ons that if people were to generate and pass through to you, you could throw into the game? Um, well, I've today actually I've posted the prelim preliminary uh, change log for the next update for Warlords, which is going to be 1.90. Uh, I'm not sure about the release date yet, but it won't be long now, I think. And uh, you'll find out that actually Warlords now offers a, a bit more uh, uh, freedom, you know, in configuring the assets you want to use based on the feedback that I've got um, especially concerning the factions you want to spawn dynamically throughout the map so yeah there is a lot more support coming in in that regard apart from that you know any further support for warlords we just have to wait and see how many people keep playing it you know because the time investments into it of course have to be tight you know to the demand so as long as it's uh, still played then I will be able to do some work on it here and then and uh, yeah we'll, we'll just I guess have to wait and see you know what the next updates you know apart from 1.90 will bring awesome so when you when you say it's going to give you more um, freedom with factions are you, are you allowed to tell us much about that or um... Is that sort of hush-hush until you've posted it publicly? Um, not really. Basically, what, what the change is, is um, not only are you able to define your custom factions for the, for the system, you know, to go through configs and spawn stuff, you will be able to actually define the individual assets and full config paths to, to group uh, defini definitions in the config. So, you know, 
you don't have to rely ah. on the automat automated uh, selections of these groups in in uh, in case that the mod isn't using the standard you know infantry and mechanized and uh, armored uh, subclasses. Oh, uh, so basically, that's, that's great. for example, for RHS, that means that you will be able to define you know individual vehicles, for instance, to be spawned and uh, full config paths to individual groups or patrol groups or garrison groups that will be spawned and used. Awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Jez, so have you run into any balance issue that you would like to tweak into, uh, tweak uh, with, uh, with Warlords? And can I just uh, jump in and go, Cyrus, do you mind explaining your side of things with the balance issues? Oh, yeah, sure. So like, there's, there's honestly not that much that the mission maker um, can't fix themselves um, in terms of like making sure that the mission they build is balanced. But an issue that I found in, my, in our playtesting on, on our, my server was that um, because we tend to run smaller groups, so we'll have two or three players on each side, um, we found that the team that's got one more player, because everyone gets the same number of points every tick, um, if you've got more players on your team, you'll just have a sheer weight of assets that's way higher than the other team and eventually just overwhelm them with it. And um, yeah, well, like my, my thoughts on that was basically, could we have a, an option to make it share... The co uh, share the points between all the players so if you have three players it divides it by three if you have two players it divides it by two kind of things so that it's no matter how many players you've got on each team you've always got that same weight of assets based on what you've got captured rather than it being the number of players you've got right uh i saw the video i gave it a lot of thought and uh actually as an option I can imagine it uh, being implemented, by, but uh, I don't think I would have it set as default. Because when you have one player or more uh, extra on either of those sides, you know, basically what you are doing then is you are effectively limiting the income for the other players. And you you are, you know, counting with the fact that the player that joined, you know, will be as efficient as the others. So basically, if he's not and he isn't using the the assets that he has available at the same level of efficiency like the others, you know, the others are basically penalized for uh, having an extra extra dude on the team. And it's a it's the same problem yeah. as in 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 a in a team versus team. You know, there is always problem if there is one more guy at the opposing team. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. In Counter Strike, if it's five versus four, you know, you have a big, big problem as well. So I think this is a general problem of competitive team versus team matches, and uh, the the disbalance of command points, you know, uh, in Warlords, that's just one one more effect of this uh, of this problem. I think uh, mm -hmm. there will always be a problem, and uh, the the command points distribution. Uh, I'm not sure, you know, if if this would help generally but as an option if for uh, smaller local servers with people that you know and you 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 feel you feel comfortable pl playing with why not yeah sure maybe maybe this can be done in the future yeah sure hey, cool. yeah beautifully put thank you for that uh, explaining it clearly as well both sides of the 
um, story. <laughs> cool. Uh, you've got some other questions there, uh, Cyrus? Um, look, in, in terms of balance, I don't think there's all that much that the module has that's an inherent problem, to be fair. Um, let me have a think quickly on the spot here. I don't think that there was anything that was uh, overly big in terms of balance that I found while I was playing. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. There was there was a little one just to do with um, capturing towns. Uh, a friend of mine actually pointed this one out to me last night uh, before, I, before I came on. Um, was uh, that you, it turns out that you're able to capture sectors that you don't currently have targeted but you've previously captured so say the blue four team goes through a town uh and then the op four team pushes back through and then past that town into the next sector um but my mate found that he can if he's got some any leftover troops near that area he can just command them to walk into the town and it'll capture it again for his side um because it doesn't spawn any defenders uh, I'm not really sure if that's something that is intended or not, but I can understand why it's a harder one to sort of fix as well, because I was sort of thinking about it afterwards, and yeah, it seems seems like it's it's one of those little quirks that is a little harder to fix. Um, yeah, this is actually by design. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I had a really long, really hard think about it back... Uh, when I first started designing this mode, you know. So how it works now is that actually when you vote for a sector, that's what you do is actually you unlock it. So the zone restriction no longer applies to that sector for your side. Any sector that you've unlocked this way, unless you vote to reset the voting for the current sector, the sector stays unlocked for your side the whole game, basically until until the, the scenario ends. And uh, I think Particularly on the smaller maps, uh, the need to vote for the sector again in order to take it back, that's really a tedious back and forth game, which mm. I wasn't really, you know, happy with to have as, as a default default then. And on, I think even on on larger scale maps like the whole Altis, that's that would be just a you know a quite unpleasant experience in my opinion. Because uh, basically, you don't have to defend all the sectors all the time. You know, there is always that one sector that is crucial to being able to fast travel to the to the current sector if you have fast travel enabled. And uh, usually, there is a front line moving, you know, back and forth. And if a if a team, you know, decides to pull a little ninja trick from their sleeve and backtrack or, or go around, you know, the, the defensive line and uh, capture back a sector, you know, they should be able to. Uh, because, in fact, after they've captured it, it's up to the other team if they decide to capture it back. And also, you know, the, the defending garrison, actually, after you take the sector from the independents that are guarding it initially, when... Uh, the other team targets that sector for the first time, the garrison from your own faction spawns in. I'm not sure at this moment if the garrison from the opposite faction spawns in after they take the sector. And no, I, I think it doesn't. But actually, 
definitely the first time mm. after it was taken by the independents, uh, the garrison from uh, the side or the faction that took it gets spawned in there next time the, the opposing faction targets that sector. That's a fact. So, okay. at least the first time, you know, the sector is contested when it's not held by independents, you know, your garrison spawns in. Um, but then it's just, you know, back and forth, basically. If uh, both sides decide that the sector is important enough, it's just an open war uh, for all the sectors that have been unlocked previously. Okay. Um, I, th I think uh, in some scenarios, of course, it would make more sense uh, to have to have vote for the sector to attack it again. But generally, at least in my opinion, you know, um, mm. it's better to have it this way. Awesome. Yeah, no, understood. Cool. Uh, any other questions, Cyrus, from your side? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was, yeah, there was another question uh, a mate of mine brought up. Yeah, the, the same mate. He, so, when, if, you, if you lose your connection while you're playing uh, and then you rejoin, um, basically you lose all your command points. Um, I think this will probably have a similar, similar answer to your previous one, I think. Um, basically, if you, if you lose your connection and then you reconnect, your points are gone and your team has basically lost all that saved up uh, points, like say you were saving to buy the, the helicopter so you could run cast support or something. Um, and yeah, he he asked me if there was a way that we could, um, like, if you get disconnected by Battle Eye because of some reason or another, um, could it distribute what points you had between the rest of the players? Um, I was actually looking to writing a script to do that myself, but uh, I was wondering if that was something that you had even considered as part of the the game mode. Well, to be frank, no, I haven't <laughs> considered that. Um, the way I looked at it, you know, if a player disconnects, he just left, you know. There can be mm. another player, you know, who takes his slot and keep playing in his slot. And what would happen if said player, you know, came back and connected to that slot again, you know? Do you distribute the, po distribute the point even then? Or is there some sort of timeout or when his yeah, slot yeah, is I taken or mean. something like that? You know, because different people can join. And uh, that's that's basically the main the main issue. Is yeah detecting the same player. I get what you mean. Yeah, technically it's it's not a problem. Uh, don't get me wrong, mm. but um, the logic behind it, you know, it would be I think very tricky to make it fair for all the different scenarios that can happen during uh, during a scenario. By the way, mm. I think uh, this is a problem of the quite long ones. The long scenarios with yeah, yeah. sectors and long playtime, which I'd like to point out that I don't think it's the best way to uh, to benchmark the mode. You know, the the whole Alti scenario. Of course, it's it's great. Mm. It's epic. It's uh, it has great battles and everything. A lot of players players, but I think the the mode works best with let's say ten to fifteen sectors basically. Uh, with the larger scale maps, you get all of these issues, you know, with uh, with uh, troublesome frame rate and uh, people disconnecting, and probably, you know, even some nasty memory leaks or something. Mm. But I think the ideal scope of Warlords to be played is something like along the lines of Altis, uh, Altis, sorry, Malden. You know, that's a medium-sized yeah. map. 
with a reasonable amount of, of sectors you are able to finish the missions in a couple of hours let's say two or three uh, not like eight or ten as we, with Altis that, <laughs> that kind of pretty wild you know but yeah uh, I enjoy I enjoy Warlords the most on, on these medium sized maps yeah yeah that, that was my experience as well the the mission that I run runs on Malden I did, I did try doing it on Altus and I, it, it was just way too big you have players capturing sectors for about three or four hours. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or not, not 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 quite that long, but they'd be capturing sectors before they even hit each other for mm. at least an hour. <laughs> and uh, and even then, no worries for the uh, the guys that would be uh, listening to us that would love the uh, large scale. Uh, this is not an option to like re uh, completely erase those. Uh, uh, large-scale warlords games for those that really love them uh, like me uh, don't forget that we are still hosting a lot of big scales uh, warlords so uh, don't worry there's gonna be a <laughs> lot more events where we can throw 40 v 40 on each other that's gonna be cool yeah man yeah, yeah sure it, it can get quite epic but you know sometimes the 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 experience is not the best so i think it it pretty much works all right you know but um for a more let's say um consistent experience i think uh the smaller maps are better but you know yeah. uh out mm. this 30 32 player is still the most played scenario on official servers and i think with the introduction of the 44 64 play player uh, version that might be coming up in the next update i think that will be very interesting to observe <laughs> <laughs> that's cool okay awesome so we're kind of getting to the end of the warlord section is there any more questions that we want to get into or finish off or uh finishing thoughts on warlords jeez um well i'd just like to say again you know as i mentioned in the live stream uh i'd like to thank the people that provide very very valuable feedback to the game i'd like to thank people that keep playing the the game or the mode because it means basically a lot to me personally you know that uh, people are having fun with something that I've put together. That's always great, and uh, it allows me to keep working on the on the mode even now. You know, and the feedback. You know, even even the notes that I don't really agree with, all of them are are great because as long as you're talking about something constructively, it can mean only good things to that project. So once again. Thanks all who, you know, are showing enthusiasm for Warlords. Okay, so we're going to slightly shift uh, in the questions, but um, what you personally, maybe you both, um, you probably have both um, two different um, uh, things that you would uh, want to see. Uh, what would you want to see coming in Armor 3 as a mod? Or as um, probably as a mod, of course, because there's only few content that's going to be um, released um, on the vanilla armor. But as a mod, you personally, guys, what would you really want to see come in? Um, well, 
Uh, I've had something that I've wanted for quite a while. Um, ever since uh, the the Laws of War DLC dropped out, um, I, I've so I, I really liked that DLC. My my only like I, I really liked how they modified the the mind detector to make it more engaging and more uh, useful. But the thing that really disappointed me was the fact that they didn't change mines. Mines still sit like on the surface of the of the um, the ground, and you can see them if you know what you're looking for from pretty far away. Um, and I, through through my talkings with a few people who've uh, served over in uh, in the Middle East and things like that, that's probably the least likely way you would ever find a mine. Um, so I'd I'd like to see some mods that. Um, expand on on how mines work so that uh that um they're more unpredictable more more hidden buried mines and things like that um to make more use of that mine detector and a few other tools that they could add um yeah bas- just basically for that um that extra little bit of realism I- i'd like to see that would be in perfectly in the spirit of armor 3 pushing the mm. realism to it to it it's ex- it's apex sorry my tongue slipped That's and you fine. uh jazuro what uh, what will you want to see come in as a mod um well that's uh, quite tricky questions to answer because you know as a bohemia employee it always amazes me you know just the sheer amount and quality of the stuff that people keep coming out with coming uh with uh in additions to arma 3 so basically every other mod for me is a nice surprise and uh i don't know i don't really have a wish list you know concerning mods because whatever we wanted you know to to have in arma 3 we basically put it in so yeah that's how i would phrase it awesome thanks for that um so can we ask uh, if you've got any armagasm moments any bits in 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 armor that that have you go holy crap that was cool or that's why i still play this game anything that's come up recently hmm well if i might uh... You know, for me, again, as a as a guy who is working on that game and is playing it basically every day for hours and hours, uh, I think I've seen pretty much everything. But uh, every once and again, you know, something, you know, comes up like it can be either a very nice, you know, sunrise or a sunset on a new map that I'm trying out or just a wonderful scenery or uh, or just a situation you know that makes me think i'm really there so not not really something specific but i just like just like to point out that every once in a while there comes a moment you know that i find that the game still can surprise me so yeah that's it basically for me that's awesome i totally agree since um the game is already five years old and it still has a stunning uh, ab- ability to to uh, really, um, you know, um, put you into an environment uh, and and really uh, make you think that you're just running around or just like walking around a forest with that light coming through the leaves and everything. That's just amazing. Cool. Uh, so, Cyrus, have you got any? 
Armageddon um, moments that come up recently? Look, recently, look, I've basically only been playing uh, on my on my little Warlord server with a few mates really recently. Although uh, we do tend to play a lot of um, Anti-Stasi Altus, which is the uh, that's sort of in, insurgency style game mode where you're playing as the insurgents and you're trying to overthrow the evil tyrannical government um, uh, and by by using actual guerrilla tactics so you um, the the enemy has to buy their assets um, and if you wear them down by destroying all of their expensive gear uh, eventually it becomes easy enough for you to start capturing territory and uh, taking over the island um, and so we were, we were playing that game um, fairly recently and uh, we, we had a really good uh, session where we um, we'd whittled them down a bit and we'd managed to capture uh, the main elf air, airfield on Altus yep. and we, we were sitting there um, just consolidating our position and a little notification comes up uh, because uh, in, in the scenario that we're playing there's both uh, US faction and a Russian faction vying for control over the island right. and it goes in incoming russian attack and we've gone oh that's that's a worry because uh we've just taken the airfield off of the us right of course uh, yep. we, we we have a look at the location and it's it's where we're sitting and we've not really been touching the russians up till this point uh so they they were still sitting there with their full gear and uh we were we were sitting basically with a couple of uh technicals and probably a dozen AI on the airfield, right? Uh, and and we 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 just hear in the distance uh, the the sounds of uh, God. There would have been half a dozen Russian uh, Russian hinds coming in with all, all laden with troops. Uh, and yeah, the 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 new sound effects for the jets are amazing because uh, right right as we heard that, we uh, saw this this little speck come flying very quickly over the top of us and. Uh, yeah, they uh they they came with like the full force of uh the their airborne troops um and uh three three of their um SG twenty fives I can't remember what the Frogfoots um and they've just come flying over a supersonic and then spun around and dropped a bunch of bombs on their position and everyone's just screaming over the radio going we need to leave we need to leave everything's burning and on fire and I'm just <laughs> sprinting out of there on my own going nope 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 um yeah. And yeah, I, I I love those sorts of situations as well in armor where um you you, you find yourself way in over your head, <laughs> and all you, all you can really do is just run and hide and hope for the best. That's, that's a fantastic way of putting it, dude. I have run mm. and hide in armor <laughs> quite a few <laughs> times. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. you you just clearly just um, hear all the bullets fly around you, and all you have to do is just duck and just hope for the best is just thrilling the combat experience in armor is just amazing mm. yeah I, I i do i do like the uh the new changes that have well I, they're not new now they're probably about a year old now that they made to the ai to make them more responsive to to fire um i i i have a lot of fun playing as a machine gunner now where you're uh putting those three rounds downrange every five seconds to keep the the ai from moving around too much um, certainly a good improvement from from how it was on on launch. Interesting, yeah. Mm. I have you guys found that? Haven't noticed it. Um, ah. But yeah, I I never would use suppressive fire. I'd always be going for the kill shot. 
and uh. um yeah mind you i did start playing some years ago and uh mm-hmm. it's, it's just something that um i've mainly gone for say the exile mod or uh king of the hill um, yeah or, yeah yeah so I've, I've mainly been online with online and uh I have played Anti-Stasi recently on both Tanoa and Altus, and again, that's quite an intense, hardcore, um, long-lasting, mm. save your server, come back to it later kind of game. And uh, Yeah, it's it's much more a strategy game than uh, than other modes. Yeah, and don't try doing it by yourself. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, have, have a group and, uh, and get your five-plus people to to really enjoy anti-stasi and you know definitely team up for a couple of hours a session and um yeah i i haven't actually heard the tactic of wear them down until you can start smashing out territories all i did Mm. was jump on at the beginning and we would fight them and then they'd show up with tanks and then i'd pull back (laughs) because i'm I'm not good with a rocket launcher and then other guys who are knock out all the tanks and I go in infantry style and just, you know, start taking out guys as, as hard as I can and calling out, um, you know, what's coming. Oh, no, there's another tank on the north something hill. <laughs> Don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, no, Anti-Stasi, fantastic, fantastic game mode. Um, but, again, mm. really good with um, more than one player. Um, yeah, but this is, this is where Warlords steps up and... You can create small town invasions with AI moving, you know, um, town yeah, to town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. Mm. Mm, indeed. Uh, well, by the way, I'm back. <laughs> I, I was just <laughs> listening to you guys. <laughs> awesome. Filling some time. Yeah, sorry again. <laughs> no, uh, you can stop apologizing. I, I was about to cut it out, but now I have to leave it in. <laughs> I, um, no, everything's good um, uh, we've gone through you know all the questions that we have so um, Cyrus how do people find your YouTube channel and um, uh, if they can find your server again look, that is a good question actually I don't know if I have my own link I'm just going to stall for time while I check and see what the link is to my YouTube but uh, if you if you search for Milsim Cyrus on uh on YouTube, you'll find me. Um, apparently, I come up if you search for for Warlords tutorials. Yep, yep. Um, now sure. it doesn't look like I have a direct link, so yeah, you can just find me by searching for me. I'm I'm pretty small. Um, I tend to put these these two minute tutorials out uh, not on any regular basis. It's basically if I make one, I'll make it until I'm happy with it, uh, and then I'll put it out um, rather than doing one every week because I don't really want to pop out. A, a subpar tutorial. I know I've already made a mistake in one of mine that I need to go back and fix. Uh, and I want to try and avoid that as best I can. Uh, but if you come and you watch me, uh, I'm going to be starting to do some new uh, new, new content. I'm going to start doing uh, some mission builds from start to finish as sort of a series. Um, and yeah, you can find me on the Facebooks too, but I'm not overly ac- active on there. You, Jezuro, what, um, where can people... Uh, catch up on you, uh, maybe get in touch. I know there's um, 
uh, a channel on the official Armor 3 Discord, which is uh, dedicated to Warlord's discussion. Um, apart from that channel, how can people reach out to you maybe for feedback on Warlord's, maybe to suggest or other things? Yeah, the best place would be the, the Discord channel you mentioned or the official forums uh, where I uh, look several times every day. You know, so either is perfect. Okay, so you check the forums, the official BI forum regularly in the day while you're working to see if there's new feedback, is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have notifications set up, so every time someone comments on Warlords, I have a bubble that tells me that happened. <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. All right, so that was amazing. Uh, it was a great interview. Um, it was amazing talking about this amazing, um, this amazing game mode that was out uh, a few weeks and months ago. Uh, thanks to both of you. Thanks to Steph for uh, having been uh, hosting with me uh, on this um, on this great interview. Uh, we'll see. Uh, all of you on the next week for the next episode it's a secret you won't know uh, who's the next uh, the next uh, guest uh, thanks to both of you Jez and uh, Cyrus uh, thanks for coming we'll post all the links uh, all the links into the description of um, either the video or the audio recording uh, for you guys to be able to access all the information um apart from that do you guys have anything else to say before we quit oh yeah thank you well uh thanks again for inviting me it was a great experience and uh i wish you the best of luck with the next episode thanks a lot and Cyrus, thanks. thank you by the way for the awesome tutorial tutorials on warlords i watched them all they're great thanks oh thank you and yeah, thank, thanks guys for having me. Uh, I really appreciate uh, you guys reaching out to someone small like me. Um, I, I honestly wasn't expecting to get anyone to really notice me. So yeah, thanks, thanks a lot. Well, work, as I say, I'm one of the, the best examples. Work pays and uh, we always have an eye on what's happening in the Armour 3 community. So big and small always matters. Um, I think uh, Steph... Uh, we'll have the last word on this, but um, uh, if if you're doing basically some cool uh, Armour 3 content and you're active in the community, we'll obviously uh, shoot you a message and we'll happen to talk about you. So thanks for coming. Steph, I'll leave you the ending. Yeah, awesome. Uh, absolutely. Look, it doesn't matter how small you are. If you've got awesome content, um, I'd, I'll reach out. But the other thing is if you would like to hit us up uh, there are links that you can tap into us with um, the email address is contact at radioarmor.com and I'm also available on Twitter at the moment as radioarmor.steph and I am always looking at uh, more content and, and have been over the last few weeks um, so if you want to reach out please feel free. Um, we'd, we'd love to have you on and we'll catch you around. Yep. 
Well, thanks to everyone for listening to Radio Arma. We'll see you next week for the next episode. See ya. Bye-bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.